This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're looking at all kinds of technology, from race car tires to satellites. We'll also hear about how Jeff Bezos' racy texts and selfies sparked a national scandal, the economic impact of fracking, and how technology is helping us find love in a most unusual place. All this and more coming up. For the first time in decades, a new tire plant is being built here in Akron. That's a big deal because the city, once known as the rubber capital of the world, lost most of those plants and thousands of jobs over the past 40 years. But now, because Bridgestone Americas has announced they'll continue to be the sole tire supplier and official tire of the NTT IndyCar series through 2025, they plan to build a new facility right across the street from Bridgestone Americas Technical Center. Motorsports team chief engineer Kara Adams. This will continue on our legacy of Firestone race tire manufacturing in Akron, a very strong relationship that dates back to the company founding back in 1900. Amazon's chief executive and Washington Post owner Jeff Bezos says the National Enquirer's parent company, AMI, threatened to blackmail him by publishing intimate photos. CBS News correspondent Allison Keyes. The intimate photos Bezos refers to and what he says are communications from the National Enquirer's parent company are intimate text messages between him and his alleged paramour, Lauren Sanchez. After Bezos and his wife announced last month that they were splitting after 25 years of marriage, some of his text messages were published. Bezos claims the tabloid threatened to publish more unless he agreed to make a false public statement denying that AM's coverage was politically motivated. But there's more, as we learn from Cairo TV's Steve Rabel in Seattle. The larger backstory is the Inquirer's chief. That's him. David Pecker is his name, and he is a longtime Donald Trump ally. Bezos owns the Washington Post, a newspaper that the president has frequently criticized for its coverage of him. Bezos accused the Inquirer of weaponizing journalistic privileges and added, I prefer to stand up and roll this log over and see what crawls out. In addition, the Washington Post is now reporting that federal prosecutors have opened an investigation into the matter and AMI is denying they did anything illegal. Now from Amazon's founder to a story about one of Amazon's most popular devices and where it might be showing up next. Alexa is headed for the driveway. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. The smart speaker tech you have in your home is now ready for the road. Amazon has a new version of its Echo device made for the car, arriving soon. It'll put Alexa at your side while driving. Same goes for new products from JBL and others that are unveiling Google Voice Assistant adapters that plug into the power outlet of your car. Aside from having all the skills any smart speaker has, these car-specific ones can also be set up to do things based on location, like play a certain playlist when you start your drive home, or launch directions to work each weekday morning so you always know the fastest route. Now, these new devices connect online through your phone, your car's speakers via Bluetooth and have their own noise-canceling microphones to hear you over road noise. Note that your phone can do all those things. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. 
next, a story about how big tech companies are moving into outer space. Jeff Colvin has more. A race is on to provide Internet access worldwide via fleets of satellites, led by a who's who of big tech companies and several startups. The aim is to help get developing countries online, provide speedier online access to mainly rural users, and cater to business customers that want real-time data from their equipment, like oil rigs and ocean buoys. It's all happening because new rocket launching companies, including Elon Musk's SpaceX and Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, are driving down the cost of launching satellites, while the miniaturization of computers has made satellites much smaller and cheaper. SpaceX's initiative called Starlink involves sending 12,000 satellites aloft over the next few years. By launching so many, Starlink says, one will always be overhead for customers. The venture has sent up two test satellites and received government approval for all 12,000. A startup called Swarm is sending up a smaller, cheaper fleet, 150 satellites each the size of a sandwich. Ford signed with Swarm to provide emergency communications in cars, much like GM's better-known OnStar, which uses the cell phone network. Facebook, Google, and many others are in the race. That's way too many. Over the next five years, some will definitely plunge back to earth. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News. Speaking of satellites, NASA is saying farewell to a couple of theirs. Here's why. NASA doubts it will ever again hear from two tiny satellites that have gone silent millions of miles away. The CubeSats, dubbed Wally and Eve, followed NASA's InSight lander to Mars last year. The briefcase-sized satellites flew past the red planet, sending back real-time updates to controllers in a first-of-its-kind experiment. The space agency says it hasn't heard from the CubeSats for more than a month. Pam Coulter, CBS News. Closer to home, there's a new study out about the economic effects of fracking, the revolutionary and controversial technology that's turned the U.S. into the world's largest oil producer and has created boom towns in states such as North Dakota and Ohio. University of Akron assistant economics professor Amanda Weinstein tells us what they wanted to find out from their research. For every dollar of earnings that these oil and gas workers are bringing into these counties, How much can these other sectors expect in restaurants and grocery stores and other sectors that they're using? And what we found is about 30 cents extra in these other industries for every $1 that the oil and gas industry brings in. So then that's good for that area, right? Absolutely. So they're bringing in earnings to that area. But we did find there is some spillover. About a dollar of every $5 that comes in actually leaks out of that county. So part of this happens because not all the workers live in that county. But that means that 80% of the money is actually staying at home. Right. We found the biggest benefit to other sectors were in the services sector. So kind of the story I told with, now you have more of these workers that are going eating in restaurants for lunch or in other service sector type jobs. So what's the upshot of this and do you have any recommendations? We did find differences across the country. So this benefit that we found was concentrated more in areas like North Dakota that were pretty remote and they needed more infrastructure built. But this multiplier effect was actually smaller in areas like Pennsylvania and Ohio where a lot of the infrastructure was already there. So what that means is for the industry, that's great. A lot of the infrastructure that they need in terms of road, in terms of housing, in terms of services is already there for them. 
But that also means this multiplier effect isn't going to be as big in Ohio. So you have a lot of truck traffic associated with hydraulic fracturing. That means you're putting a lot of strain on roads. And it means you're going to have to have extra investment in these roads. So a lot of these counties that are seeing this benefit, the benefit's not quite as big as we might expect, a little bit more modest, but they're the ones bearing the cost. So you have nearby counties that might be getting some of these benefits, but they're not bearing the cost in terms of truck traffic and these roads deteriorating. So one thing we need to make sure that the counties that are doing these drilling, that they see this growth that they're experiencing now, not only in the short term, but in the long term. Since there's more money flowing in there, then they should be getting plenty more taxes to pay for their own roads, right? A lot of this is how we do taxes. So the taxes that the industry pays, a lot of them are not local. So the severance tax we hear about is a state tax which means it doesn't go to that county, it goes to, that, it goes to the state, it goes to Columbus, and Columbus can decide where those severance taxes are used. So right now we mainly pay for roads out of gas taxes. So they will pay a little more in gas taxes, all the truck traffic, so when the trucks fill up at the gas stations, they'll pay more in gas taxes, but they might fill up in another county. They might fill up in a nearby county, which means they're getting those gas taxes. And so right now, those gas taxes aren't quite high enough to maintain the roads in counties throughout Ohio, let alone counties that are doing the drilling that have the increased stress on them from all this truck traffic. And although it's a little bit too late for Valentine's Day, we do have a story today about how you might be able to find your own true love in a very cool place. Jim Shenevy reports. Have you been looking for love in all the wrong places? Why not try the refrigerator? Samsung's Family Hub Refrigerator now works with a special smartphone app to match you up with potential dates. The smart fridge takes pictures of the food on its shelves and looks for people with similar food interests across social media. It keys into the concept that the best way to a lover's heart is through their stomach. They even have a name for it, Refrigerator Dating. Jim Shenevy, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at WAKR.net.